Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ritz Report. Ho, ho, ho. It is Christmas week, everyone. Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to join me on today's podcast. Here we are together again. What do you say? <laughs> As the world is going up in flames around us, you come to places where you know you'll, there'll be sanity in the discussion and we can actually look at data and facts and make reasonable choices in our lives. Uh, send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com. Ritz at RitzReport.com. And check me out on the socials, Twitter and the gram at RitzReport. At Ritz Report. Uh, let's start off with a little uh, soundbite in case uh, you've been not lucky enough to hear it. Take a listen to this guy. It's about to experience a viral blizzard. You heard infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm say that we're about to end, experience a, a viral blizzard. One expert now warns a viral blizzard. As the country braces for a viral blizzard. There will be a viral blizzard of COVID cases. The country is facing a viral blizzard. A COVID viral blizzard. A viral blizzard is about this to is hit great. the US. One infectious disease expert saying a quote viral blizzard is about to hit this country. Viral blizzard. In case you didn't miss it, in case you're in part of the country where maybe it's warm or, you know, it's not cold enough to have a blizzard, don't you worry, you're going to have a viral blizzard. <laughs> oh, could these people be more transparent and just embarrassingly stupid? Could they be more embarrassingly stupid? We are two years, two years into this, and we are getting the same rehash talking points again and again and again. How many times can we hear the same crap from these people on TV trying to scare everybody into doing what they want them to do? And then from the White House, <laughs> the winter of death. If you haven't heard this one, listen up, folks. It's going to be everybody else sends happy holiday cards, right? Happy holidays. New Happy New Year. What does the Biden White House do? They talk about the winter of death. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. We've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. A winter of death. Can you believe that that statement actually came out of the White House? That is unbelievable. Even, even for the morons who work in the White House, this one goes pretty far, right? Like normally if the White House, the president, so, you know, people in the administration are upset with the American people, you come out and you make some sort of a statement. But the fact to tell people because they're not vaccinated, you are going to suffer a winter of death. <laughs> and the guy making the statement is like the Grim Reaper. I don't know if you saw the video. If you go to the White House YouTube channel, which, by the way, has like a million subscribers, <laughs> which tells you a lot. Right? There are 330 million people in the country, and the president of the United States, who was supposed, supposedly got 81 million votes in the election, can only get a million subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> right? There's guys who play video games that are blowing him out of the water. But anyway, if you haven't seen this video, there's, I think his name is Zeintz, the guy who's making that statement. The guy completely just looks like a creep. And then over his, over his left shoulder is the CDC director, Walensky who is deer in the headlights dumb, right? Just every time I see her, I think to myself, is there anything going on behind those eyes or is it just vacancy? I can just see tumbleweeds going through the, uh, go, go, going through the head there. 
And then over the other shoulder is guess who? Guess who's over the other shoulder? It's Dr. Fauci. Yes, here I am. I'm here to talk about Omicron or Omnicrom or Omicrom or however you say it. I don't know that we're going to get through this. This may be the end of humanity. It may be. It might not be. Next week, ask me, and I'll have a different answer. This guy's a disaster. A disaster. If you Again, I mentioned this in my last podcast. If you haven't read the book, by Robert Kennedy. And I know Robert Kennedy, a lot of people say he's like a fruit, he's a total nut job, that he's an anti-vax lunatic. If 5% of the book that he wrote is true, Anthony Fauci needs to spend the rest of his life in a cell. 5% of it. If 5% of it's true, then he needs to spend the rest of his life in a cell. The guy is just bad news. Just bad news. Oh, Alex, how can you say such a thing? Here I am with the public health measures trying to save all you guys out there and the unvaccinated won't go and get their boosters. Which brings me to a question. Like if I just choose, if, if, if somebody choose unvaccinated chooses not to get the first three shots and I just go for the fourth shot whenever you guys get there, is that good? Or do I have to go back and get the first three? <laughs> Anyway, the winter of death, the winter of death. And today was supposed to be Biden's big statement. Um, I'm recording this at about four o'clock in the afternoon. He was on TV, I guess, about an hour and a half ago. He went out to make his big statement because, you know, he was going to shut down the virus. He wasn't going to shut down the economy. Biden was going to shut down the virus. And just before we get to this, to talk about what he spoke about in his speech, just strategy-wise from a politician, right? Strategy-wise as a politician, if you are going into this and you're watching the uh, outbreak and the pandemic with the Trump administration and how much difficulty they had in really making any sort of an estimation of what was coming at them. It was almost impossible to do, right? It made the, the outbreak made everybody look like a fool. Any predictions seemed to be wrong. So knowing that, wouldn't you think that once you had, once, once the federal government and the state governments did what they could do, right? They had, they had the vaccine uh, rollout, People were getting their shots. Like once that's out there and you've made it available to people, right? You can get the Pfizer, you can get the Moderna, you can get the J&J. It's available wherever you want to get it. Really, once that's done, the government really just washed their hands. Like we're, we're finished. We've given you, the citizens, what you need. If you want to engage and, 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 and partake in this, do so. If not, that's a personal call, right? That's called personal liberty. Right? Personal liberty. Everybody gets to make decisions what they want to do. Right, The guy who goes out tonight to the bar and gets drunk and drives home, he made that choice. If he wraps himself around a telephone pole or kills somebody else and ends up in jail, he made that choice. Right, Liberty, when you have that freedom to do things, a lot of people do stupid things. Right, So they, once they had all that stuff out there for the American people to take advantage of, that was it. They were done strategically from a politician's point of view, knowing that you're not going to be able to predict what this thing is going to do, say, we've done our part, we've made all the tools available that we think we have, and it's, it's on you, citizen. It's, it's up to you. Please, if you feel like it's the right thing for you, go get the shot. If not, you know, you, you, you deal with that decision. Like everything else, right? Everything else in our lives, we make decisions, and, and we sort of go with the consequences. But for whatever reason... Politicians feel like, you know, they're going to, and think about how this whole thing progressed, right? Initially, it was like, 
well, we're going to we're gonna offer the shots, but they're not going to be mandatory. And then it was like, okay, you guys are not getting enough shots, so we're going to really try to encourage you to get shots. We're going to give you free food. I'll give you free weed. Uh, we'll give you free alcohol, uh, free donuts, uh, a burger and fries here in uh, New York City, burger and fries. Uh, what else was there? Uh, free money, uh, free lottery tickets, right? So all of this stuff, right? Here, get the shots, get the shots, right? That didn't do it, right? Because, you know, with inflation, they give you $100 in New York City to get a shot. And today they announced actually they'll give you another 100 if you get a booster. I went to the supermarket two days ago. I walked out with one bag. One bag of groceries was $100. So $100 in the grand scheme of things with what's going on in this country really is, doesn't do anything for anyone. But that's not the point. The point is it went from... We're making the shots available. Nobody will mandate them to we're going to bribe you and give you free stuff to try to get you to get the shots. Then it was, we'd really, really like you to get the shots. Could you please do that? Then it was, we mandate that you get the shots and we're going to get you fired from your job if you don't. So we have come a long way. We've really come a long way. All of these shots have gotten into arms. A lot of people had to bend over backwards and do what they didn't want to do. Right? People are losing their jobs. People are getting thrown out of the military. But got to get the shot. And then it's like, oops, sorry. Now fully vaccinated is not just the two shots and not just the one J&J. Now you need a booster. Now you need a booster. Sorry about that. And oh, over the last couple of days, we have people who are double vaxxed and boosted. Boosted, as uh, Fauci would say. They're double vaxxed and boosted. And they're coming down with COVID. And they're sick. And they're sick. So question question, why are we restricting restaurants? Why are we doing all of this when we know that the vaccinated as well as the vaccinated can contract, pass, show symptoms, be sick? These vaccines don't appear to help in that regard whatsoever. They claim, they claim that they will give you symptoms that are not as severe, but if you look at the information that comes out of South Africa where they have, I don't know, 10% of their population vax, 12% of their population vax, because they don't have the money. If you look at the information coming out of there, vaxxed or not vaxxed, Omicron is just a cold. You get a headache, maybe you sweat a bunch when you're asleep, right? Maybe you have a cough, maybe you have a runny nose. But we're supposed to believe that they somehow survived through this whole thing without all these shots and boosters and boosters and shots, and now we're going to have a fourth shot. And when's it going to be a fifth? When's it going to be a fifth? And none of these are tested. There's no trials. There's nothing. Alex Berenson had it on his website, right? He, uh, he wrote a piece about it, and then somebody from South Africa wrote in to him and said, hey, Alex, my extended family all had COVID in the last three weeks. Uh, this was as of, this is a few days ago, maybe like a week ago. This, this was posted to his website. No one tested. They, they treated it like a cold kind of avoided the older granny who's 77, but quite honestly, she didn't care, and she'd been around them when they were pre-symptomatic. Ivermectin, zinc, and aspirin saw us through the infection, uh, and we still have it in our medicine cabinet. To be honest, most of us have the sheep dip version available, freely available at Farmers Cooperative. I guess that's, I guess they're using, um, you know, everybody over here freaked out. You know, you can't use ivermectin because it's, it's horse dewormer. So I guess over in South Africa, they, they bought what they could afford, which is the, uh, the stuff that's for livestock. And I guess they know how to take it properly. Uh, most people can't afford tests 
and they can't afford to lose their incomes from taking time off of work. Middle-class suburban moms might still be testing, but the rest of us are done playing with these silly games. And he writes, thanks for your tireless research and hope that your book makes you a very wealthy man. So that's information that's coming out of, of South Africa, right? The South African doctors told us right out of the gate, this looks like it's really, really mild. Here in the U.S., they're telling us that it looks like it's really, really mild. And yet we have panic. In New York City, we have panic on the streets. We have viral blizzard montages, right, that we can put together because it's a viral blizzard, folks. Be afraid. Run for your life. And then today, the idiot in chief, Joe Biden, comes out, stumbles out to the, uh, to the podium there, drooling on himself, trying to, eat his, uh, trying to eat his applesauce. And what is his plan? What is his big plan? This guy is, I mean, just epic. This, this administration is, I mean, I don't really remember the Carter administration. I remember the gas lines, and I remember that things were not good. And I remember my parents, my dad especially, being really, really stressed out because the economy was bad. I remember that, but I was too young to really appreciate what a disaster Jimmy Carter was. But now, Jimmy Carter has to be doing, even in his old age, has to be doing backflips, handstands, He's got to be high-fiving his wife. He's like, I'm no longer the biggest loser in presidential history. This guy, Biden, has blown me out of the water. This guy is such a loser that I don't, there will never be a loser as president that will be able to beat Joe Biden. It, definitely not in my lifetime. There's no way. There is no way. And the thing about it was, when they, I've, I've been following politics closely since about 2002, Joe Biden has been a moron his entire life. He has never gotten one thing right. When he was the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, he was constantly wrong. He was always saying stupid things. And he ends up as president. And the thing about it is, is that the Democrat Party knows that he's a moron. They know that he's dumb. And I've said this before, I think that Obama picked Biden as his veep because he's so stupid that Obama knew that he just wouldn't get in the way. He just wouldn't get in the way. But anyway, back to his brilliant plan now to deal with COVID, right? So again, strategically, as a politician, you put the medicine out there and you wash your hands and you're done. That's a winning strategy, right? We're going to do the best we can. We're going to help you where we can. Here's the medicine, moving on with our lives. These people, no. They, they, they just can't. They, for whatever reason, they can't do that. So now his brilliant idea, we're going to deploy military, Right, So we, we, in all of these states where we've instituted these mandates through this idiot, we've had to fire all of these people who worked in hospital systems and they, people who decided to leave because they didn't want to get the shots. So we have staffing shortages in hospitals across the country. Right, So they created a problem. Right, We had all the people that were working. A lot of them had already had COVID. They had natural immunity. They really didn't have an issue. But then the Biden administration comes along and they can't get out of their own way. Can't get out of their own way. I got a piece coming up now from uh, uh, in, in, a, in a few minutes from the Post today where Biden um, vowed a return to normalcy and all he has given us is chaos because he's dumb, folks. Dumb. So his plan now is to deploy the military around the states because we need to backfill all those people that we fired or who quit because they didn't want to get a shot. And we're going to distribute 500 million at-home tests. I have a question. What the hell is that supposed to do? How is that supposed to make anybody feel any better? Oh, now I have an at-home test. And he says, oh, it's not going to cost anything. Really? 
It's not going to cost anything. Not going to cost me, you, anybody else who's listening to this podcast in the United States who pays taxes anything, really. Who's paying for it then? Where's all that money coming from? The uh, COVID test ferry somehow dropped money in your lap for 500 million tests for you to send to everybody in the country? And to do what exactly? By the time you get your ass in gear and the idiots who work around you get their asses in gear and actually get those tests out to people, Omicron's going to be done. It's going to be over. Right? You look at, you, you look at already what's happening, the 14-day, like I said, I, I track on uh, the New York Times. Uh, they have the 14-day rolling number. Right? The, the number went crazy up in the last 10 days. And it's already coming down. It, it's already coming down. So today's the 21st of December. I would think by the end of the first week of January, we're going to be past this. And that's when tests might start showing up. Probably more toward the middle of January. But Biden doesn't honestly think he's going to send 500 million tests around the country and it's going to make some difference whatsoever. I and mean, that's what I mean when I say the level of stupidity here is almost... It's almost hard to appreciate. It's hard to comprehend. It really is. Um, from Jack Phillips in the Epoch Times, President Joe Biden administration is planning to mail out some 500 million COVID-19 tests starting in January. Oh, excuse me, starting in January. So they're not even going to start until next year, right? Meanwhile, meanwhile, he gave this speech today. It, he gave the speech because it was an urgent emergency, he said three, four days ago, but when he announced he was going to the speech. So wait a minute. If it's an urgent emergency, if you have an emergency, do you wait four days <laughs> to do something? This is like when he put the vaccine mandate in place for all employers. Like, this is an emergency. We need to work through OSHA, and we need to put this vaccine mandate in. But, you know, we can wait three months before it takes effect. Like, wait, what? Three months before it takes effect, and it's an emergency? The piece goes on. The White House on Tuesday said it will send test kits to homes as part of an effort to deal with the Omicron COVID-19 variant, which the CDC uh, uh, on Monday said accounts for about 73% of cases in the U.S. 73%. It's not clear yet whether the variant causes more severe disease than previous variants. Can we just look around the world, please? Can we just look around the world? Can we look at the other places where this has been longer than we've had it here and see how severe are your cases over there, Mr. and Mrs. Doctor in South Africa? Oh, the cases over here are not very, uh, not very bad. Thanks for asking. They're so not bad over there, they've stopped tracking it. it was Alex Barron said had the piece the other day. News out of South Africa. They have stopped tracking it because it is not severe. Yet the CDC here, Walensky can't get her head out of her own ass. Can't do it. In fact, why don't we listen to a little bit of Lewinsky? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, um, I'm beginning to think that I do have my intro for Biden. Hero of the stupid. Hero of the stupid. I may need to start using this for Lewinsky as well <laughs> because she is a moron. All right, let's listen to a little bit of what uh, CDC director Rochelle Walensky has to say before we uh, move on here, shall we? We've seen cases of Omicron among those who are both vaccinated and boosted, and we believe these cases are milder or asymptomatic because of vaccine protection. Again, because of vaccine protection, she thinks that these cases are mild. Meanwhile, in South Africa, where they have very little vaccination, they have very, very slight cases, and when people come in with Omicron, they're not really that sick. Okay, so... She's saying something that doesn't comport with the data that's coming in from around the world, but she's a moron. Let's continue. 
What we do know is we have the tools to protect ourselves against COVID-19. Okay, this part, you need to listen close. She says, we have the tools. Okay, Rochelle, this, if we're two years into this, let's hear what those tools are. I, I, I really want to have my, uh, my socks blown off here. Two years in and three, two, one, Rochelle, go. We have vaccines, we have boosters, and we know multi-layer prevention strategies, masks in public indoor settings, practicing physical distancing, frequent hand washing, improving ventilation, and testing to slow transmission are vitally important. Hand washing, social distancing, wearing masks. These are the things that we've been doing for two years. Two years. Again, it is as though these people, they can't learn. They're learning disabled. I really am beginning to think that these people are learning disabled. We're two years into this. We know that the general masks that people wear, right? General masks, they stop droplets of about a size of three microns, right? Micron is a size. To give you a sense, a, um, a strand of hair, I think it's like 40 microns, okay? So 40 microns is a strand of hair. The masks stop generally things in the range of three microns. Anything smaller than three microns gets in through the mask. According to science, right, the science, or as Dr. Fauci would say, I'm the science. According to science, the masks, three, they prevent um, sizes of three microns. This virus, they say, when it's circulating in the air, is one micron. Now, I know math can be tough for a lot of the people at the CDC, and I know math certainly is off the table for Biden. No question about that. But can we just pause for a moment and say, is one smaller than three? Because if one is smaller than three, then most of the particles are getting through the masks. Not to mention the fact that you look at some other studies that estimate that the air coming in around the masks, if they're not N95 masks, and you see very few of those, it lets about 18% of the air circulate through and around the mask. So it's not doing anything. It is theater. Theater. So we're doing that. Hand washing, she mentions. Hand washing. We know, holy smokes, two years in, I want to use profanity, two years in, and, and she's promoting hand washing for COVID. When we know... This is spread on the air, not on your groceries, not on your car seat, in the air. There she is. Wash your hands. Physical distancing. <laughs> I saw a, a doctor on Twitter today, some doctor, said really the only way that we can guarantee that people are not going to get and spread this is just literally stay away from each other. So just stay home. So, <laughs> so let me understand. I'm never supposed to go out again, ever. I'm never supposed to interact with anybody again, ever. <laughs> like when I drive down the road in my car, I could get into an accident. So maybe I shouldn't do that. When I cross the street, I might get hit by a bus. So I probably shouldn't do that. It's unbelievable, folks. The stuff that's going on is unbelievable. Let's talk about the Podoritz piece that was in the post today, where um, he essentially rips Biden where he's saying, you know, Biden vowed, the title of it is, Biden vowed a return to normalcy. Instead, we got a year of chaos. A year of chaos, indeed. He writes, here we go. <coughs> here we go, here we go. Imagine President Joe Biden opening up the doors 
on his advent calendar on these final days before Christmas. On the 21st, the doors reveal a graph depicting the decline in Biden's approval ratings from 55% in January to 44% today. There's no way he's got 44% approval, folks. No way. I have a Rasmussen piece here that says only 31% of Democrats <laughs> identify with Biden. But whatever. It's his, it's his piece. We'll go with 44%. On the 22nd, a photograph of a helicopter hovering over the U.S. Embassy in Kabul as Afghanistan falls to the Taliban in August. On the 23rd, another graph, this time of the inflation rate rising from 1.4% on Election Day to 6.8% in November. And finally, on December 24th, Senator Joe Manchin, the man who finally performed the mercy killing on the doomed Build Back Better bill, dressed as Santa, waving at him in one of those weird plastic rubber 3D cards that were popular 50 years ago. I'm not saying Joe Biden is his own worst enemy. It's more like he's his own worst best friend, a man who gives himself absolutely terrible advice and is deeply grateful to himself for both offering and listening to such sage counsel. Never has a politician snatched defeat from the jaws of victory in quite the manner that Joe Biden has. He came into office having won with a high respectable margin of 7 million votes nationwide and an 80 electorate vote college, uh, electoral college advantage. Those totals uh, we're consonant with the relatively modest set of promises he made to the American people to restore a sense of more normalcy to the nation's public life, to get a handle on COVID-19, and to lower the public temperature. Has he done any of those things? Has he even thought about, I mean, he probably doesn't think, but has anybody around him thought about restoring a sense of normalcy to the nation's public's life, getting a handle on COVID, and lowering the national temperature? He's done the exact opposite. We've supported BLM. We have ramped up COVID measures that are so obtuse and so ridiculous on the American people that we're whiplashing all over the place where this is in court, that's in court. This city has a mandate. This one doesn't have a mandate. Here we got to wear masks. There we don't got to wear masks. Like, it's enough. The American people have had enough. He continues, so were the congressional results. He may have won, but House Democrats lost 13 seats, and the Senate ended up with a 50-50 tie. The, the national mood was unmistakable. This was not a time for radicalism or a completely dramatic break from the recent past. Indeed, Biden found himself in a perfect position to underpromise and overdeliver, which should be the dream of most politicians. Instead, he overpromised and even when he had a chance to deliver, he actively tried to slash the tires on his own delivery truck. That's what happened when the politically feasible parts of his gigantic domestic spending bill, the so-called hard infrastructure elements, were split apart from the liberal left wish list items, and it sailed through the Senate with 69 votes. This was the most significant display of bipartisanship in a generation, and Biden himself nearly torpedoed it. I'm telling you, folks, after watching politics for 20 years, Joe Biden is a politician unlike we have ever seen and we will never see in a long time. Because even other people in the Senate, like Maisie Hirono, that are morons, even other stupid people aren't stupid like Joe Biden is stupid. But unfortunately, I think we're stuck with him for uh, another three years. Another three years. 
what else do we have today before we get out of here? Well, we do need to do the, uh, the woke word of the day. But before we get to that, let's talk about this uh, quick thing from uh, Rasmussen Reports. Republican voters overwhelmingly say former President Trump represents their political views, but Democrats are less likely to say, to say the same of President Joe Biden. And independent voters strongly prefer Trump to Biden. That's an important statement, right? Independent voters strongly prefer Trump to Biden. If so, if independents, if Trump were to run again, which just, I mean, I hope he doesn't run again. I got I to gotta say, I, I, I don't think him running again would be good for the country. I really don't. One, he's going to be too old. He's going to be too old. And he is so bombastic and causes such division. I just don't feel like he's the guy that the Republican Party needs for the future. And Ron DeSantis would be a fool to run as vice president for Donald Trump. If, if DeSantis wants to run on the ticket, at the top of the ticket, that's one thing. But to take a uh, second fiddle spot as Veep, I think would be a mistake for DeSantis. Let him stay in Florida and do, do his thing. I don't know who the Republicans are going to put up and whether that's going to be Trump that pushes his way to the front of the crowd, but I do hope that it's not Trump. Uh, a new television, um, a new national television and online survey by Rasmussen finds that 31% of likely U.S. voters say Biden is the politician who most represents their political views. So 31% identify with Biden. Wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. While 44% say that Trump best represents them. Now, this number really gets me. And I say to these people, just move to another country that's more in line with your thinking. <laughs> 11% say New York Democrat Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez best represents them. 11%. She is a straight-up socialist, wants to destroy the entire capitalist system in the country. If those, those, 11, those 11% just move to Venezuela. Because if you got what she wants here, you're going to end up with Venezuela. So just go there now. <laughs> just go there now and get it over with and destroy it. Right? Just enjoy it down there. They've already run it into the ground. People are starving. There's no food. There's no jobs. I mean, there's nothing. They have, you know, energy blackouts across the country. But that's what you want. Go for it. Go for it. And time. Hi. I'm your beta male. Here I am. <laughs> time for the woke word of the day. Ah. The woke word of the day is patriarchy. Ah. The definition of patriarchy is an evil cabal of white men who got together and decided to have stronger muscles than women while making them have babies. Uh. <laughs> and that is the definition of patriarchy, the woke word of the day. These, uh, these woke words of the day, by the way, are brought to you by the Babylon Bee. They have a book out called The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, and I happen to think that the book is actually very, very funny. Um, but they are in no way a sponsor uh, over here, so don't worry about that. And now, before we get out of here on this Christmas week, it's such a lovely week, um, let's hear from our fearless leader. Hero of the stupid. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. You know how we talk about it. Are we the people? Oh, my name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over if you like what you see. Help out if not vote for the other by. Come on, man. We can provide paid sick leave for all workers, so workers. 
don't have to leave work to to get uh, uh, to be fired in order uh, when they get sick to be able to continue to live. This is great. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! <laughs> President of the United States, everybody. President of the United States. There he goes. There he goes. Give that round of applause for the man as he heads out the door. Good job. Good job, Joe. Good job. Send out those 500 million tests by the time it'll be over. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. I hope you are excited about Christmas as I am. Family's coming home. Going to get together, drink some eggnog, you know, maybe sing a few Christmas songs. So have a holly jolly Christmas. You know, something like that. <laughs> anyway, if you like the show, share it with a friend. You're going to be around people probably over the uh, holiday here that are totally uninformed, misinformed, don't know their, their uh, ass from a hole in the ground. They could probably use to listen to this. So uh, send them over to listen to the Ritz Report. And if you like what you hear, please give me a review. Five stars would be great, but I'd take four, three, two, whatever. You want to just give me a review. Uh, that would always be helpful. And tell a friend about the show. Thanks for joining me. Send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com or check me on the socials at RitzReport. And, my friends, I will see you back here again on Thursday. And as always, let's go, Brandon. Brandon.